Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. We are very lucky this morning to be joined by Colin Munro, fresh off the back of a dominant 114 off 73 rocks for the Perth Scorchers against the Adelaide Strikers at uh, over there in the Big Bash. The Strikers, well, they were nowhere near good enough after Munro's blitz. Scorchers setting 196 and bowling the Strikers out for 146 in a reply to earn the Scorchers. A big bash bonus point. And well, Colin Munro, who's 43 or 43 balls at one stage, and then he spared no one from that point on. He was able to score his last 44 runs off 15 balls in the last four overs, and not even the great Rashid Khan was spared as Munro was able to clear the ropes on, on successive occasions. It's now the highest score, highest individual score by a Perth Scorcher in the big bash competition, which has spanned in excess of 12 years. Munro's record in T20 cricket is absolutely outstanding, not just domestically, but also in international T20 cricket. He was an omission from the Black Caps World T20 side and a controversial one at that. At just 34 years of age, there is plenty of kick in the man yet. And with the World Cup and the conditions that he is dominating right now, in just under a year's time, you would have to be a fool to suggest that he is not ready and willing to be available for selection and could be the deciding X factor that New Zealand need to be able to go one step further than their previous tilt at the World T20 title where they were finalists and going down to Australia. He's joining us now all the way from over in Australia and it's great to speak to him. A very uh, very good morning. Well, good afternoon your time as we're recording this prior, but it's good to chat to you, Manus. Oh, cheers, mate. It's uh, good to be on the show. It's been a while since I've actually caught up with you, so it's uh, yeah, really nice. Yeah, it has been a while actually. Obviously, we uh, we normally share the dressing room over there in the the Caribbean Premier League with the Trinbago Knight Riders, but this year, unfortunately, I wasn't able to come. But you still managed to go over there and perform in a uh, in a tournament you've done so well. But we'll get onto that a little bit later, mate. Talk to us about last night. It must have been incredibly special. Uh, I noticed when you reached your hundred, you let out an almighty roar, and um, and it must have just been completely. Uh, you know, it must have been an amazing feeling for you to have been able to achieve what you did last night. Yeah, it was uh, obviously like sort of a tale of two sort of two sides, really, the way I started. But I think even before that, I was a little bit nervous in terms of 
my preparation coming into the tournament, I hadn't really done a lot because you've been in lockdown in Auckland and even chatting to Teray, I was like, oh, I missed out first game on a good wicket in Perth, playing at a, at a new stadium that I've never played at before with the, with the showgrounds and talking to Curtis Patterson, who's played there a fair bit, said that the wicket can be really good or could more so. I thought I matched up quite well against the uh, um, strikers, bowlers, and then, but then when I found out they had the two leg spinners in the team. Um, I was like, oh, no, nah. well, at least I'm going to have to make, make hay in the power plate. But then Frankie Worrell had different ideas and um, bowled really well with the new ball. And then through the middle, I just had to sort of try and soak up. But a couple of league buys were sort of always ahead of the game a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, after that, we got to the 10 over mark. I actually said to Adam Voges, like, I'm trying to kick them over. I'm hitting up the chimney. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not far away from getting out. I'm trying. Because I was nowhere, but then, like you know, you know, for as a as a player as well, you one or two shots away, and then you just find your groove and and your and your flow and your swing, and then you know the rest is history. And a couple went my way, obviously last night. So um, good to have a bit of luck too. Yeah, well, it was played at the Sydney Showgrounds, which was a ven- neutral venue. Obviously, it was meant to be a home game over there in in uh, Perth, but with the WA's strict COVID protocols, the game was taken to a net neutral venue and. I guess that must be a really difficult thing to be able to have to adapt to because normally in those sorts of tournaments, you're used to having games at home where you know the conditions so well. So it was, it was the fact that you had to adapt and you had to play a little bit what was in front of you. Um, did you think it helped you in a, in a way to be able to get into innings? Yeah, I think it did, actually. Even though it did start real slow and, and the ball did spin around a lot, it just, yeah, it made me just, you know, stick to my game plan and try and bat a little bit longer. I feel... And I've spoken to you in the past about it. Batting at, it, at the top of the order opening, I sometimes go out too hard, and, and that's why I have probably hasn't been as consistent at, as as opening as I have probably been at number three or four in franchise cricket. So, you know, when you're coming in at the three, you've just lost the wicket. You can accumulate a little bit, take an over or two to get in, build a partnership, and then kick on from there. Whereas when I open, sometimes I go into the frame of mind or that mindset that I need to go early and you know, 20 overs is a long time to bat. So, you know, I often put put my feet up and, and watch 14 or 15 overs of of cricket when I could still be out there if I could just take my time and have that sort of mindset at number three like I do and as, as an opener. And I sort of had that mindset the other night. Yeah, 43 or 43. It's a little bit un-Colin Munro-esque, really. We used to see yeah, those 43 balls. You're on about 90 or 100. But it was just the, the nature of the wicket, mate, or was it just... You know, just you're you're in your own game. You're sort of scratching around a little bit just to get underway. Yeah, I think a little bit of um, you know, I might have not been watching the ball as as closely and at the start of my inning. Uh, like I said, I was sort of under the pump, thinking a little bit too much about matchups against their bowlers. Frankie Worrell was bowling really well with the new ball. Wicker was a little bit too paced. They bought Rashid Khan, who got me out twice last year in the big bash and the power play last over the power play here, and sort of played it quite defensively and then uh, I looked up at the scoreboard and I was going I think I was about 15 off 27 and then I was like no I need to get a move on here and then forward came on a bold he had a, um, the ball over me in, in the CPL and I couldn't lay bat on it so I was a bit under pressure there and then I was one or two overs just clicked off Rashid Khan and then sort of you know the last two or three overs really went my way Yeah just talk to us a little bit about that because you, you mentioned both Rashid and Fawad Alam have had um, success against you previously so the mindset knowing yeah. that they are likely to come on and try and attack you uh, do you have to 
put your ego to a side a little bit or do you go harder? What what was your mentality that you took into that game? Well, usually it is put, put the ego aside and, and, and sort of clip them around and, and try and get off strike. And, um, you know, if those bowlers are both quality leg spinners, if they go for, you know, 24 to 28, you can try and capitalise on the other bowlers. But, you know, Frankie was, uh, Warrell was bowling well, so I had to take a couple of risks. And I think that just showed me that if, you know, if I'm in a positive frame of mind and actually get into a position to hit the ball hard, um, I get myself into a position where I can actually deflect and get off strike if it's a good ball. But then if it's in my zone, I can go through 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 um, through with the shot and and hit it over the rope. So it was a sort of not a, I wouldn't say a learning curve because I've done it before, but just reiterating sometimes that you know you still have to have that positive frame of mind even when you are playing uh, the best bowlers in the world. It's, you're not really facing the bowler. It's just bringing it back to you. It's just a ball coming down at you and you've just got to try and watch it as best you can. Well, you say you've hit a few over the rope before. You, you certainly have. 65 T20 internationals. You've scored an uh, average 31.34 at a strike rate, a whopping strike rate of 156. Those numbers combined are, are quite sensational and put you up there as, as one of the very best T20 players that the game's seen. You've got three hundreds in T20 cricket and you've cleared the ropes 107 times. And if we look now at your domestic T20 record, Munners, you're averaging 30 at a strike rate of 142 with five hundreds is quite remarkable. 401 times you've cleared, cleared the pickets and put it into the stand and that's over 313 matches. You've just built up a wealth of experience, mate. You've, you've, you've found, uh, well, I won't say a niche game because... Your, your first class record is phenomenal as well, um, but you found a game which really suits you. You've been able to adapt to all sorts of conditions at just thirty four years of age. It sort of feels uh, it, it doesn't quite feel right to just be seeing you playing over there, mate. <laughs> Do you still yeah. talk to us about about your international situation? You were glaring omission from the last World Cup. Have you had any uh, correspondence with New Zealand cricket since then? No, I haven't haven't since then, to be honest. I uh, just got the call to say that I wasn't on the squad and, and a couple of reasons why. Um, and, yeah, just sort of had to live with it. And, you know, I, you know, quite easily could have just gone, yeah, okay, well, that's international cricket done for me. But, you know, I've still got that that little bit there to, to say that I, I want to come back and play. And um, if I'm selected for the next World Cup or a couple of series beforehand, um, yes, I'm, I'm always up for it. But it's... It also sort of has to try and, you know, I sort of laid, like, made my choice that I want to play franchise cricket and, um, you know, just got to live with the decision sometimes. I think it went against me last year coming and playing the Big Bash and, um, yeah, I just think that went against me a little bit, but I'm pretty happy with where I'm at um, with my cricket and, and in life in general. So, yeah, if that if that opportunity comes, comes again, I'll be very happy and pleased, but if it doesn't, like you said, I've I've, I've achieved pretty well in, in the international game and, and still got a lot to prove even in, in, in some franchise cricket around the world now for the next couple of years, hopefully. It's fair to say in cricket, though, you don't have to, you don't choose franchise or international cricket. You can certainly, you can do both side by side. And, and we've seen examples of it. Um, Adam Milne was very successful in the big bash and, and the hundred ball competition. And that was probably his, the catalyst for his selection back into the black caps. So I guess that is, there's something that you can hold on to that, that those opportunities are still there. If you're able to dominate in that, in that big bash competition over there. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the keys. I think as well, one of the reasons why I came over last year as well, because 
let's not forget, I think the Aussie World Cup was supposed to be in October this year. Um, and then it was supposed to be in India the following year. So, you know, I thought I'd timed it quite well, played quite well last year. And then unfortunately, they obviously moved the, the World Cups as well. So, yeah, I just think, um, obviously, if there's still one eye on that on that World Cup, it's something to strive for and a little bit of um, sort of motivation as well. Good on you. Good on you. There's very few, in my experiences in having the, the pleasure to work with you, mate, and also, um, you know, as a, as a friend, but also as a coach, there's very few players in the world that can do what you can do, and that's take games away from oppositions and in a heartbeat, and you've, you've proven it. So, right. so the New Zealand selectors, keep an eye out for Manners, okay? Watch the big bash. Keep watching what he's doing over there in the very conditions where the World Cup's going to be. And just make sure that you've got his name penciled on that uh, on that team sheet because if you're going to win it, you need players like Colin Munro at the top, mate. Let's um, let's talk about the family. Let's talk about life as uh, as a cricketer who's maybe slightly detached from the New Zealand game now. All of your your wife and your kids, Teray, and, and all the kids are great. Yeah, they're good, man. They they good. Um, very happy that they've come over for for the big bash and, and staying with me now until uh, middle of January, where they'll go on to to Brisbane and spend some time with family before heading home. But yeah, very fortunate that, that person put them up um, with me. Um, it's really cool, especially with COVID around and there's and a, little, a bit of restrictions. There is a lot of time in your in your hotel room, but you know when you got the kids and, and wife here, it's, it's really nice just to have a sounding board and talk to and, and keep you quite busy rather than just focusing too much on the cricket side of things. Yeah, I bet it must be great as well going back to the same franchise. Obviously, you've been at Perth before, so it must be cool going back to the same place rather than trying to have to prove yourself to them all again. Yeah, that's the thing. I said that last night in an interview too. That uh, I think it was finished. Oh, it's really is it better coming back to uh, a you know familiar familiar um, environment? I said absolutely. It, it feels like no, I won't say coming home, but people. I did well. It helps that I did well last year, and that you come back, you don't have to try and prove yourself again. Like I've spoken to you even at the start of my CPL career. I was like, oh, it's my first proper franchise tournament. I need to score runs and it's like, you know, putting a bit too much pressure on myself and it doesn't always go to plan. And then when you put those external thoughts and stuff aside and you just focus on watching the ball and doing what I do well, then, you know, nine times out of ten, you come out the right side of, of, of the ledger. So, yeah, coming back to a familiar environment again, um, yeah, it's a lot easier, I think, than going to a new franchise. Um, every year or every second year. Oh, beautiful, mate. Well, we're going to let you go in just a sec. You've got a couple of games coming up to Christmas as well. So you've got playing against the Hurricanes uh, back-to-back. I guess you're not really sure if that second one's going to be in Perth yet, eh? or has it already been moved? And then Renegades... I'm not sure. I think... Yeah, we're supposed to play the uh, Hurricanes down in Hobart, I think, on Tuesday. I think it is. We fly down on the day because it's. A, I think it's a closed game. I think we have to stay in the... Um, after that game, both teams stay in the changing sheds until midnight, and then it opens up, and they open up their borders, and then we're free to go as, as we please. Uh, so yeah, we're supposed to go on I think Monday or tomorrow, and then uh, train in the afternoon, and then play on the Tuesday. But now we're flying in the day of the game, and then I think that game in Perth. I'm not too sure. Haven't heard anything. I think it's still fifty-fifty. I think if I'm, I haven't heard anything yet. So. Yeah, we just got to be adaptable and, and, and see what happens, really. Oh, good man. Two teams locked in a change room until midnight. I'm sure you guys will be just fine. You'll find a way to pass the time. Anyway, mate, we'll uh, we'll let yeah. you go. But um, 
just keep banging them out over there as as I've said to you before, keep knocking the door down. And if they're not knocking, then barge the thing down. Give yourself another opportunity, <laughs> mate. Love watching you play. Yeah. We're stoked to be able to see you doing well over there, mate. So well done. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it.